Welcome to We Just Like to Talk. I'm your host, Becky. And I'm Kara. This is your podcast for easy listening about hard subjects. Today's topic is... We pick our battles. Becky. Kara. Happy 2023. <gasps> Happy 2023, my friend. This is our first podcast recording of 2023. Um, Y'all mm-hmm. will have heard our first episode of 2023, but we recorded that back in December with Elisa Domenico. And I, I know normally I tend to introduce our topics, but I feel like although I suggested this topic, it was really inspired by an experience you had quite <laughs> recently on social media. So maybe, Becky, oh, you yeah. could tell us the story that inspired this topic. <laughs> I can. I feel like I can feel you smiling behind your microphone right now. <laughs> I need you. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I can turn on video. We can turn on video to see this, but yes, <laughs> you are completely right. I have a smile on my face right now. <laughs> yes, you are absolutely right that I picked a battle for sure last week, and I won't get into like too many details. But let's just say this person, who's an acquaintance, you know, friend of a friend. They posted about a I'll I'll call this person a problematic figure, Jordan Peterson. Boo. He sucks. I mean, instantly I was like, oh, you know, like really? Like you really have to post about him when like I feel like this this acquaintance is also sort of in like the healing domain. So I remember texting you and I was like I'm so tempted to say something to him and just to say, like, why are you upholding this individual? Like, can, can't can you choose a better role model? And, you know, I was going back and forth. I was like, should I, shouldn't I? And you're like, you're sassy. Like, do it. Say something. Which I appreciate when you egg me on, you know. Plus, you know, it's like I was at this point where I'm like, you know what? If I say something and he takes it the wrong way, it's like it's not like a relationship that's going to be lost because – I don't have like a, you know, solid friendship with this person. So it's like, okay, let's just shoot my shot, see what this person says, and then go from there. Of course, like, there's no surprise. This person was immediately defensive. They're like, what do you mean? Like, what does he say that's so bad? Blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, of course, I'm like showing him screenshots of what's in the media and how he has been transphobic and you know, how he's like put down women's bodies. And I'm like, this isn't cool. And, you know, the guy was just quick to defend that or dismiss it. And that just kind of baffles me. Yeah, I think what's important to point out here is when people come back with the response of like, you know, show me proof. Mm -hmm. um, It's very seldom that they are doing that in good faith. Mm -hmm. This person knows 
all about Jordan Peterson, knows all about the controversy. They just don't care. They're yeah. just like, I'm seeing all the mess and yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah, like I'm okay, I'm okay to ignore the outside mess, but right. like, oh, look what he's written. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, look at these amazing books that he's written. It's like, okay. Well, there's that's also problematic because he's stolen a lot of um, ideas in psychology and claimed them as his own, but that's a different story. Anyway, <laughs> I love that you suggested this as well because I also saw a post earlier this week on LinkedIn about someone saying like, you know, the last couple of years, I've really learned how to conserve my energy and to choose my battles wisely. And then as I think you saw it too, right? Like my comment being like, yeah, it's something mm-hmm. I'm still kind of playing with of how much energy am I willing to spend on kind of like fighting these battles versus like when when do I just kind of keep it to myself and realize that I don't have to engage with everyone in this way? Yeah, you can't change everybody's mind. Not everybody mm-hmm. has that open mind, you know. So that that's our topic for today is, you know, how do we pick our battles? It's one of those things where you go to different people, you get different advice. Some people will be like, oh, just keep your head down. You know, just let your racist Uncle Randy just keep like talking, you know, <laughs> about stuff that he shouldn't be saying. And other people like be like, no, like you have to stand up and fight. And I don't think it's one or the other. I think it's complicated, especially for those of us who are white, because we have so -hmm. much power and privilege um, and more of a voice in this society. And it's not lost on me that we're recording this during Black History Month, right? Where it's like, I think one of the best things that us white people can do, um, in addition to learning about Black history uh, year round, not just during Black History Month, but we can also like... Really Mm -hmm. just ask ourselves, like, what can we do to make sure that we're actually taking anti-racist actions in our life, not just going around talking about how not racist we are? Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. Like, we can't just preach, you know, not being racist. Like, you actually have to do something about it or not being transphobic. It's like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. are you actually there And are you showing up when the conversation gets a little bit tough? And are you being a good ally? Mm -hmm. And what does that actually look like? You know, so. We're not good or bad. It's not about being good or bad. It's not about being you're all racist all the time or you're never going to be racist a day in your life. It's like we, we live in this complex system where we've internalized a lot of issues. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I look at somebody who's, uh, drinking the Jordan Peterson Kool-Aid. And I, I think that's what bothers me is it's, you know, because <clears throat> he, of course, has happily taken up the banner of uh, free speech. And so therefore, if you disagree with him, you must be anti-free speech. Hmm. But the point, the point is, it's not about freedom of speech. It's about the quality of that speech and whom you're harming with that speech. And that's what people who drink that Kool-Aid uh, refuse to discuss is this idea that words can be harmful, right? And wow, I feel like you just brought up so many fantastic points mm-hmm. right there. My brain is just trying to like <laughs> compute okay. everything that you just <laughs> said. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> something else that I was thinking about <laughs> this title was we pick our battles like we pick our nose thoughtfully and not all the time 
<laughs> never in front of somebody else. <laughs> yeah, always be discreet about it. <laughs> uh, so, Becky, yes. uh, what gets your blood boiling? You know, so you described this last situation to me. You saw a social media post. One of our earlier yeah. episodes, uh, you know, the, the Date and Procreate episode, that was inspired by you posting an epic Instagram rant about a hmm. topic. So what yeah. is it that gets you all head up? Hmm. I think for me, when it's something that really pokes at my value. So if if I see someone not being kind, or if I see someone putting down others in order to like elevate themselves, like that really gets my blood boiling. Also, when let's say it's a white cisgendered man um, is sort of like talking out of his ass and he actually doesn't have the facts to back it up, but he just thinks so like... So almost all the time is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, well, especially when it's like issues that are either very personal or I feel like I'm actually pretty like well educated in them. So let's say like psychology or you're wrong about your values or your perspective. Like, that's what gets mm. my blood boiling. If someone were to poke me and say, like, no, like, you know, women get paid equally in all fields. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, you, this person's an absolute idiot and they don't know what they're talking about. Which is, by the way, a conversation that I did have with someone at one point. And I was like, yeah, <sighs> not cool, dude. Not cool. Yeah. What about – and also I would say – like individuals just blindly following others, you know, like mm -hmm. this individual who's uplifting Jordan Peterson and they're so easy to dismiss like the hateful things that he said. And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, you can't like you can maybe enjoy part of his writing or something, but it's like you, you can't dismiss that. Like that's just yeah. the fact that like laid out for you. Like, it's that cult of personality, and mm -hmm. it's the way that they, they buy wholesale into the cult of personality and refuse to discuss even the possibility that he's problematic, you know? And so, like, I can think of yep. a contrasting example with a celebrity like Kim Kardashian, where, mm -hmm. you know, I, I know that, you know, you admire quite a lot about Kim Kardashian and the business empire that she's built, um, oh, but, but there are like problematic yeah. things with her and I'm she's super problematic. Yes. And, you know, that's the point is it's like you're allowed to have complex opinions on people. We don't have to cancel every single person uh, who does problematic shit. We should ca call them out and we should criticize them. Yeah. Right. But, you know, that's not what the overwhelming majority of Peterson <laughs> stands do, unfortunately. If it were, then maybe we yes. could have very different conversations with them. So I agree with you on that. Um, yeah, that's something that really bothers me is when I see people in positions of power punching mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. um, I find this happens a lot with uh, people who are stereotypically successful in the realms of business. They often start cultivating this mythos of like, well, I'm just an incredibly hard worker. You know, I sleep three hours a day, a night, and 
Uh, I just get up at the crack of dawn and I just keep going and I just keep pushing. And that's why I'm so successful. And you could be successful too, if only you worked hard. And they ignore and discount any other factors that influence their success, whether it was monetary support from friends or family, whether it was somebody else taking care of their kids, whether it was they were lucky enough not to have a disability or their mental health was really good. You know, nobody is successful purely through force of will. But I see this all the time. And and they start talking about um, marginalized people. They start talking about homeless people. They start talking about uh, disabled people in ways that are like, wow, like you don't really see certain segments of society as fully human. And that Mm -hmm. really bothers me because the idea that um, any misfortune that we experience in our lives is a result of our own actions, Mm -hmm. that's so toxic. It's like, yeah, people can make bad decisions and it can have consequences, but sometimes people just have bad luck or sometimes people's bad decisions are exacerbated by social inequities. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And I remember there was this this post going around being like, actually, not everyone has 20, like the same amount of time in a day. It's like, think about someone with a disability, like it might take them a little bit. If they have a physical disability, it might take them a little bit longer um, to get ready in the morning, let's say, right? Or mm-hmm. um, someone who struggles with ADHD, it's like their time management isn't the same as someone who doesn't have that. So it's like to say that is just such a blanket statement. And like you said, doesn't acknowledge people who have different situations and aren't as, let's say, privileged and fortunate. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. makes me so angry. Um, (laughs) And for you, like I know you briefly mentioned it, but like how has your approach to picking battles changed over time? I don't know. I I like to say I grew up on the internet. You know, before we had a lot of social media, I was on like message boards. Oh, oh, the debates. I was on this one particular (laughs) uh, Star Trek themed message board where there was a, like the user's name was overtly political in a very conservative way. Mm -hmm. Um, and he just loved to start political debates. And if you didn't want to engage with him, he'd like goad you and be like, why, do you, why don't you want to debate? And like, like not in a rude way. Like I would say that he and I were friends. Um, I don't know if we would be nowadays, especially if he kept that handle because that's not a good, good thing to represent anymore. Um, but, mm. but, you know, he... Uh, yeah, I'm just remembering like there were a couple times like there were debates over like, should we have a politics forum? <laughs> Is it going to get too heated? Oh uh, so gosh. many flame wars, let me tell you. <sighs> and then, of course, we got social media. We got things like Twitter and, and everybody's always like, ha ha, Twitter's a toxic trash fire. That's the truism, right? But but it's true to an extent. Um, right. And I remember even as recently as a couple of years ago, I would a- actively engage in debates and discussions with people in tweets and i've reached a point i think the pandemic really pushed me over that edge where i'm just like you know what unless you and i have an existing relationship of some kind could be online could be offline 
Um, unless I know who you are and I know you're not a bot and I know that you're arguing in good faith with me, that you mm -hmm. genuinely want to learn, uh, or, you know, we genuinely disagree on this topic, but we're treating each other like human beings about it, then cool. Then I'll discuss things. And even then, I don't know if Twitter is the best place for nuanced discussion, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm done with the bros who come at me being like, debate me, bro. Like, show me your evidence, bro. Like, I'm, I, I have nothing to prove to you. I have not, I don't yeah. owe you the attempt to change your mind, especially because you don't have the mind open to begin with. Right. And it's just like, mm -hmm. I'm not here to tell you that you're wrong. You are wrong. Um, but I'm not here to tell you that because I don't even know who you are. You're like, an egg avatar with a bunch of numbers at the end of your handle. I don't even just know if you're a person sometimes. Just a rando on the internet. That's yeah. what they are. Why do we get yeah. so invested in that? And I, I know yeah. we do, and we all do it sometimes. There's a famous XKCD uh, one-panel comic where somebody's calling from out, out of the panel being like, you know, what are you doing over there? And this person's in front of the computer being like, well, I, I can't leave now. Somebody is wrong on the internet. <laughs> that's yeah so <laughs> that's great i've chilled out i've chilled out i've learned i need to pick my battles and I, I really need to save my energy for talking having real conversations with people um online or offline hmm i think you've come a long way agree with you somewhat on me also being a little bit more mellow than I used to be Miss Cara because I feel like before I had like a much shorter fuse and I would probably be you know willing to get into the mud pit with the pigs as they say and battle it out and debate but I don't know I am not a person who enjoys debating in general like that's never been something that I find pleasure in. And it's not that I don't think I can do it well because I can, but it's just maybe it depends on the individual that I'm having the discussion with. Like I find usually the people who want to debate with me and sort of to your point of their minds just aren't open and receptive enough to be able to have those discussions. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I am sort of still learning like – when is it worth it for me to have these debates? You know, does the person seem receptive? I'm not going to lie. I'm human. And if someone pokes my buttons a little bit too much, it's like, yeah, you're going to get a reaction out of me. Like, I'm human. Of course, you know, of course you will get something out of me if you poke the right buttons <laughs> or the wrong ones. I don't know. Depends how you look at it. So I think it's like a case-by-case -case situation. And I am learning, like, sometimes it's just not worth it. And the individual that sort of, like, started this whole, you know, I mean, the person that elevated Jordan Peterson, it's like, <laughs> I did come to a point where I'm like, okay, we can go back and forth for, like, days. And right. so I just kind of let him say the rest of what he wanted to say. And I just put a thumbs up because I'm like, whatever, dude. Yeah. Like. You're not going to change his mind. Yeah, I'm not going to change his mind. So, mm -hmm. so you know, social media has mm -hmm. a reputation for being 
kind of toxic in this way. And I know there's a lot of people and companies and platforms that have often promised to change that. There's this one that kept putting promoted tweets in mm-hmm. my timeline back in the day called, I think it's called like Kialo or something. And it was like, this is mm. the, the app for debate or whatever. Do you, do you think Sounds terrible. social media? Yeah, right. Uh, I'm just like, yeah, this, this sounds like it was designed by a white man. Um, yes. I, don't, I don't know if that's true, but um, do you think social media is redeemable in that sense? Do you think that there is a role for social media in having these kinds of deeper debates and nuanced discussions? No, because I feel like social media is a place for like, let's let's talk specifically about like i'll talk about instagram maybe a little bit of linkedin is what i'm is what i'm mostly on right so it's like instagram people are posting their highlights and even if somebody came into my dms being like you're wrong for having that opinion like blah 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 and it's like whatever unfollow me go somewhere else and it's like even with that friend of a friend who you know we were dming one another and it's like okay like you know clearly he has his viewpoint on this i have my viewpoint we're not actually like i don't see his tone like i don't know what his tone of voice is i don't know what his body language is like so i think right there that cuts down a lot of the ability to have like a decent debate because maybe he's saying something one way like maybe he's like super calm but i'm taking it as like maybe like a little bit more aggressive or Mm -hmm. indifferent or something so I think it's really difficult to have those conversations via like text or right through social media. Um, and then I think of like LinkedIn and it's like, that's definitely not the place. You could disagree. I'm not <laughs> saying you can't disagree with right. what people are posting or how people are saying things because I have disagreed with, with certain posts, but it's like, I'll do it in a diplomatic way where I'm like, you know, that's an interesting viewpoint. Here's what I think of this. And you know, I think everyone's pretty like p- polite and professional. Um, but if someone were trying to go after me on LinkedIn, I would just block them. You know, and I, I have done that. <laughs> yeah, I've, and I, I've I had somebody who uh, it wasn't what they posted, but they were constantly commenting on somebody else's posts, so they kept showing up in my feed, and I was not a fan of that those posts. So I eventually. I don't know if I blocked this person, but I definitely unfollowed them because I'm just like, I don't want to see this stuff in my feed. Mm. You are totally allowed to unfollow people. Like, so actually, there's this really nice quote that I saw in I'm currently, as you know, I'm currently reading the sequel to uh, Daughter of the Moon Goddess, and it's called Heart of the Sun Warrior. And I just read this quote today, so I thought I would share it. Um, One of the characters said, you cannot change the mind of those who do not want to be proven wrong. How could how appropriate did they did what? I know, right? I'm like, whoa. I'm like, wow, that's like a that's like a golden nugget yeah, right there. It's so true. And mm-hmm. I think one of the worst things about social media is how it incentivizes us because of course the algorithm is all about engagement. It incentivizes us us to be kind of this worst version of ourselves, whether we're portraying ourselves and our lives as more perfect than they actually are, or we're more confident about a point than we actually are, Mm -hmm. right? You post on social media often to get points, you know, you, you want to, I, on Twitter, there's this whole trend of, 
uh, quoting toxic tweets just to dunk on them, which of course means that those toxic tweets, sometimes mm. with very like, you know, in my case, transphobic rhetoric, show up in my timeline because my followers, you know, think they're being cool by dunking on this person, but you're actually just amplifying their message. Mm. Great point. So, yeah. So here's here's one thing I will say about social media and how we could mm -hmm. maybe use it better. I think social media at its best allows people um, to share their stories. And especially for marginalized people who historically have not had as much reach and, and as much in the way of voice, um, I, I think it is possible to use social media um, for people who want to listen. Right. If if I yep. want to go out and learn about the experiences of people who aren't like me, you know, I can do that. And I, I try to do that. I follow a lot of people who are very different from me on Twitter, but I, I don't jump into their conversations and argue with them. You know, if somebody is going off about, um, you know, anti-black racism or issues with colon colonialism and indigeneity in Canada here. Like, I'm not going to jump in and be like, well, here is what I, as a white person, think. It's like, no. Oh, so I'm you're not a white read. savior? <laughs> I mean, honestly, sometimes, uh, probably, unfortunately, it's something I need to work on, but no, I'm trying I'm I'm trying to be better. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's why, like, I will tweet about and I, I blog about my experiences as an ace person and as a trans woman. And... Mm -hmm. You know, I do that because I want to share my experiences. I want people who aren't like me to hear my words and learn more about what it is like to be this type of person going through this world. Because if you if you come mm. at that with an open mind, you know, and you understand and you don't just understand my struggle, but you understand my joy. Right. Mm. And if I can if I can do that, then that's great. But my audience is always people who are listening with an open mind, who want to learn. My audience is not the people who've already made up their minds that I'm, you know, my identity in some way is not legitimate. And that makes me less than human. Right. Right. I love, I love that perspective because maybe we are so quick to jump to say that like social media is the worst and I have started to see a lot of posts on LinkedIn being like, hey, LinkedIn has actually like afforded me a lot of opportunities in terms of like my business and connecting with, you know, other entrepreneurs. And it's so nice to see like this community. And I'm like, yeah, that's a really valid point. And that's cool. And you are allowed to block and unfollow people that are spreading hate or that are making you feel icky like you are allowed to do that and don't feel bad for doing like they're the ones who should feel gross and, and you don't have to announce it right yeah yeah exactly you know, I, so, somebody I, and i don't know who first made this joke but they're like you know social media isn't like an airport you don't have to announce that you're leaving oh yes i always it's so true. It's like I I always see posts of people either on Instagram or LinkedIn saying like, "Oh, like, you know, I'm going to be I'm going to be stepping away for a week." And it's like, "Yeah, do it." Like Right. Nobody's telling and, and, you you have to stay here all the time. Right. right. And and I think yes, I hadn't thought of it that way, but you're totally right. 
I was just thinking in terms of like people who are like, oh, you know, I'm going to block you now. And it's like, oh, okay, yes. You don't have to tell me. Yes. Yes. Good point. <laughs> it's just care. like, yeah, just block the person. Like, oh, no. So, who so do you think should be worth, worth our, our time? time? <laughs> did we just say that at the same time? <laughs> we did. We just like to That's talk hilarious. over each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new um, podcast title. We just like to talk over each other. <laughs> <laughs> who should be worth our time? You. Yeah. You're worth my time. You. There yeah. have been times when... We have disagreed and one of us has gently called in the other and said, hey, you know, have you mm -hmm. thought about this, right? And I know I've definitely learned things from you. You have opened my mind. Um, and even when I don't end up like coming to share your point of view, I always value when you share perspective with me that is different from my own. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it, you're worth my time. People like you, my friends, my, my family members, Again, I, I think it, it's people in my life where I have enough of a relationship with them that I want to show them either how maybe they need to rethink their position on something or how, um, you know, because maybe I'm not always the best person to educate them on, on an issue, but I can be like, hey, maybe you need to stop and think about what you're saying there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Like, you're obviously worth it. Close friends are worth it. Like, I never regret having discussions. Like, even if we don't totally agree, it's like we always have respect for each other. So I think that's always mm -hmm. the foundation for me. Family, I would say, like, so I'm not going to say sorry. I'm not going to say select family, but – <laughs> what I will say is like select times, right? Like, right. If, that's a really good point. Yeah. Because it's like, I feel like with some of my family members and this isn't even just like immediate, this is also like extended family members. It's like, we don't always see eye to eye on certain things or maybe they're not as well educated on, on certain topics. So it's like, I don't think that they're saying things and then wanting to hear a retort from me. Mm -hmm. But maybe there are times when they are a little bit op more open-minded. Like, I know sometimes my mom and I disagree on certain topics, but it's like at least we're willing to hear each other out, which I think right. is really nice. So, and to be fair, she has come a long way. And sometimes she hears me say something and she's like, hmm, okay. So it's like, you know, I can I can plant seeds of of goodness <laughs> yeah. Or at least they try. <laughs> so here's just a random question for you. Okay. Because I think what I think what we're both kind of getting at here is it's obviously easier to talk to people who, even if we don't completely persuade them to our point of view, or even if we feel like maybe we didn't go as far as we would have liked to go in terms of like educating and sharing our ideas, mm -hmm. it's ultimately easier to talk to people when they don't get too defensive and they're, you know, they're willing to have that conversation with you. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but unfortunately, that's not always the case. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, like uh, often white fragility, uh, especially with women. You get the white women tears of like, but, but, but I'm not racist. How dare you? <laughs> um, and, and even even with people I consider to be friends, maybe it's not as dramatic, but it's like sometimes you can tell that people are bristling a little bit at this idea of being mm-hmm. called out or being called in. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any thoughts, any kind of like experiences to share or any ideas of like, what do you do if you feel like you're starting to encounter that resistance, but you know that it's an important thing to speak up about? Oh, yeah. Okay. So what I will say is that if you feel like there's defensiveness and and even on my end, if I feel like I'm defending my values or I'm feeling bristly because maybe they poked a soft spot and not that they're trying to call me in, but it's like I'm on the opposite side of like, trying to educate them if that makes sense um Mm -hmm. and i'll also talk about the opposite in in a second but i don't think those are the moments to have those conversations because no matter what information you're going to give to them their mind their mind is in like sort of this stressful like fight or flight mode because they feel threatened so i think when their mind's going off like that it's like whatever you say to them is not going to land how you want it to. So that's a good point. in my case, it has always been like, okay, we, we've, we're coming head to head on something. There's clearly a disagreement. So let's, let's table this for now. Let's set this aside. And then at a later point, like let's say in a couple of days, come back to it. Maybe you've thought of things I know that sometimes I could be a little bit harsh if I feel strongly about something. So I'm sort of also learning how I can understand more of that person's side, even if I disagree with them. So that's what I'm trying to work on. It's like, let's say it's even like about religion. Okay. And I'm not religious. So if someone were to come at me and say like, you know, you're, you're wrong and Rebecca, you should really be preserving your um, your uh, virtue for the man that you marry. Oh my gosh! Don't you want to feel clean oh. in the eyes of God? Yeah. See, it's like, and and that's like a that's like a val that's like a values thing. Like that's you're not debating, you're not debating rationally. Like someone's debating their values, so it's like that's also a sensitive topic. So it's like you can't come at them too aggressively but vice versa because that's also my values as well right so i also i also think it's important to try not to debate values but instead Mm -hmm. talk about how we translate those values into action i don't care if somebody Mm. believes that you shouldn't have sex until you're married to a a, a man Mm -hmm. (laughs) um you know i don't care if you believe that but it's like how do those beliefs translate into values are you voting for conservative politicians who want to block access to abortion are you right you know voting against harm reduction centers for uh people with substance use issues like mm-hmm. 
those are the things I'm going to criticize. I'm not going to criticize your values, Me but too. I will criticize how your values turn into actions. I agree with you. And it's and it's kind of similar to someone who's also like uplifting, you know, let's say like someone like Jordan Peterson. Well, then it's like, okay, like what it, what exactly are they taking away from it? And are they like translating that negatively? Do you know what I mean? Like are they saying like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't have like freedom of speech and like you can't force me to use somebody's pronouns. So it's like, oh, that's problematic. Like right. And then that's when I feel like, oh, now I'm triggered because that's also part of my values of like you're not being kind and you're also like putting down other people and you're being Mm -hmm. transphobic. Like you're being blatantly transphobic. So it's like that I have an issue with. And I know that if I feel extra triggered, it's like whatever they say to me, it's not going to land well. So it's like, okay, let's, let's put this aside. Let's talk about it later let's talk about it when we're in like a better headspace but let's not like attack one another either like let's just keep it on fairly well i can't even say neutral ground because it's like you know Mm -hmm. it's like on respectful ground let's just say that so i think that these conversations you kind of have to have them like a couple of times with someone if you're really not on the same page Right. It has to be relational, right? You can't just swoop in and be like, okay, I'm going to fix your problem with being sexist here. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, depending on like the relationship that I have with the individual, I guess, you know, I'm more willing to like, let's say we're friends, right? Because, and I, I did have this discussion with my therapist of like, there aren't that many great male role models out there i know i feel sorry for you guys you dudes out there i'm so sorry yeah because she's like she made that point and i was like like i was thinking okay who would i say is like somewhat inspirational as like a male public figure right and i maybe think reeves oh not a bad one That's hilarious. I love that he's like resurrected and been so popular recently. Okay, I'll say Jay Shetty first because I feel like he spreads a lot of uh, goodness, a lot of his teachings when he was a monk and like what he's learned about like mindfulness. And then now it's like um, he's been in this marriage um, with this woman for like a couple of years and uh, he has a podcast, but he's like, I feel like it's nice because he's very much willing to admit like, oh, like um, he'll he'll say like, oh, sometimes it's like sometimes his wife would annoy him because she would ask these like little favors of him like, oh, can you bring me the glass of water? But she'd be like kind of closer to the water or can you turn off the light? But like she's kind of closer to the light and he realized like, oh, she's asking that of me because it's like these little like acts of love for her or mm-hmm. – so, you know, so it's like he has kind of turned some negative uh, views or habits into like more positive ones and he's willing to share that. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like you actually seem pretty honest and humble and like a kind person. The other person I think I would say is uh, Lewis Howes, who's a white male public figure. And mm-hmm. I I like his approach to his podcast because he's willing to have like everyone and anyone on from different industries different backgrounds different like types of people you know it's not just like 
you know, Joe Rogan, I feel like it's very like white men are on there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's not get into that. <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, yeah, I, I don't know anything about those two people, so I cannot burst your bubble right here in real time. Uh, if people want to write into, we just like to talk to you. No, please don't. <laughs> Let us live in ignorance for a little bit. But do you I, feel like you have any, like, do you think, like, does anyone come to mind when, when we say, like, male public figures? Like, would you name anyone? I'm I curious. Like Keanu. <laughs> oh, okay. That was, like, a legit. Okay. Yes. Uh, okay, Patrick cool. Stewart. Who's that? I don't know who that is. He's most famous for being Captain Picard in Star Trek The Next Generation. You might pr- probably recognize him more as uh, Dr. Z- Xavier from X-Men. Oh, he's bald and British. yes. And he's yes. fantastic. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. I don't know. Okay, yeah. I think they're great it's ones. Tough. Yeah. It's, t- it's, it's tough. Yeah, you're right. Because sometimes I do fall into that trap of I think that... I have to school these men sometimes and that is overly exhausting. And so you are correct in saying that, yeah, guess what? It isn't my duty in life to educate mm-hmm. these men. And maybe it's just kind of sad sometimes because I'm like, well, where where are these men sort of stepping up and like educating themselves or learning more? That's what I have yeah. a hard time with. I'm like, exactly. I'm not trying to say every man, but I'm like, why don't we see that more? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think often people will slide into DMs and say like, hey, like, tell me more about this. Or they'll ask mm. you to educate them in the replies to a tweet. And it's like, Google is a thing. Like, You can <laughs> yeah. learn about this yourself, my dude. Uh, you don't need me <laughs> to do it for you for free. Um, or for, you from should like ask them to pay you. <laughs> well, some people do, you know, that's some people's response is like, send me yeah. money. And it's like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, or like my perspective as a teacher, right. Where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I was always uncomfortable before I realized I was trans. I, I always was uncomfortable talking to men about feminism and uh, femininity mm. and masculinity. And once I realized I was trans and I started to transition, uh, it really clicked that I was uncomfortable because I was trying to talk to them as a fellow man and trying to use right. that, you know, male privilege that I thought that I had to help them yeah. understand feminism and issues of misogyny and stuff. And it always felt strange to me. And I thought that was just me being nervous. <laughs> no, it turns out it's because masculinity never fit me. And yes. now that I've, um, you know, changed teams, so to speak, you know, now that I've changed the channel, now that I'm, talking to people as my authentic self, I'm so much more comfortable talking about these issues, including to cis men, right? Um, And it's not my responsibility to educate other cis men. I think they need to talk to themselves. And sometimes they'll listen to each other more, unfortunately. But like, I am more comfortable now that I'm being authentic with myself. So I I think maybe Mm. a good guideline when we approach these conversations and we pick our battles is when you're engaging with somebody to call them in or point out a different perspective or ask them to think about what they've just done, you Mm -hmm. know, are you doing that from a place of your authentic self where you feel grounded Mm -hmm. in what you're saying, or are you doing it because 
you think it's going to score you points because you're virtue signaling, signaling, right? You're like, oh my God, I have, I have to say something here. And it's like, I, I, I think that we can look within ourselves and ask ourselves, where is this urge to speak up coming from? Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. I have nothing to add to that because that was beautifully said. All right, Becky. So thank you for chatting with me about picking our battles. If any of our listeners would like to pick a battle with us, uh, how can they do that? (laughs) You can visit our Facebook page, We Just Like to Talk. You can also email us at we just like to talk at gmail.com. Kara checks that once in a while, just like I post on Facebook once in a while. Uh, you can also listen to us. Obviously, you found us, but you know, iTunes, Spotify, etc., wherever you find podcasts. Check us out. Indeed. Leave us a review as well. <laughs> spread some spread some good. thanks for another fantastic conversation becky i can't wait to tell you that you're wrong about something oh let's go let's have a battle